0: Log Talk Radio. This is our common ground, alternative activists empowerment talk radio. Speaking truth to our and ourselves.
1: Who are you? You don't know? No. Don't tell me Negro. That's nothing. What were you before the white man named you a Negro? And where were you? And what did you have? What was yours? What language did you speak then?
0: As you honor our
2: forefathers and foremothers, I urge you to honor our living heroes. When you honor the names of Matt Turner, Harriet
0: Tubman, and Malcolm X, I urge you to honor the names of Geronimo G. Sundiata Akoli, Matulu Shakur, and Mumia Abu-Jamal.
1: America's chickens are coming home. Violence begets violence, hatred begets hatred, and terrorism begets terrorism.
0: Our
3: common ground, speaking truth to power and ourselves. I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. Thank you for being with us. Stay tuned.
1: But they do have three tactics Which is why we have to stay informed Or we will get head faked Sometimes when they put out bad information Or they attack the fair tax Using lies Flat out lies And if your young kids haven't figured out what a lie is yet It's time for you to tell them Because you're going to hear a lot of them between 9 and 2012 because they are trying to destroy this country at all costs and they don't care too much about the truth. They have only three tactics S I N. They shift the subject, they ignore the facts, and they name call. Stupid people are ruining America. I'm running for President of the United States running for seconds. I'm not running for seconds. But when we wake up and they declare the presidential results and Herman Cain is in the White House, we'll all be able to say There are a number of breaking developments on the race for the White House. Now, we begin with a new accusation of an alleged inappropriate relationship involving
3: Herman Kane. Now, a short time ago, a Georgia woman named Ginger White told Fox 5 in Atlanta that she had had an extramarital relationship with Kane for more than
1: 13 years. Let's take a look.
4: I'm not proud. I didn't want to come out with this. I did not. He made it very intriguing, it was fun it was something that took me away from my um, sort of humdrum life at the time and it was exciting
1: she says he gave her his newly published book leadership is common sense and he wrote miss g you have already made a big difference stay focused as you pursue your next destination she says during the next thirteen years he would fly her to cities where he was speaking and lavish her with gifts when we asked for corroborating evidence she pointed us oh. to her cell phone, what? one name, Herman Kane. She showed us some of her cell phone bills that included 61 phone calls or text messages to or from this number, starting with 678. She says it is Herman Kane's private cell phone.
4: Full sometimes way um, very um, Herman Kane loves Herman Cain. Faces, sometimes
0: pretend to be your friend
3: Most of us agree that Herman Cain has little respect for his black history, his family relationships, or the women that he came across. He chose to be a political hack and puppet, and to be a philanderer. His ego and narcissistic behavior has rendered him to be foolish and a buffoon on the national stage. The likely accusations about his brutish behavior and his pretense of white privilege exposed more than his reckless and incorrigible behavior. It exposed the lives of women trashed publicly while his life goes unscathed. He walks away, leaving a few good women in its wake leaving a nation, for the most part, to place the blame for his dastardly deed at the feet of those women. The American media has now moved on. We ask for truth, and when we are given it, do we recognize it. Tonight at Our Common Ground, the understory and the infrastructure of what really happened here and the damage, which is so many times repeated in our community. It was the straw that broke the Campbells' back in the presidential bid for Herman Cain. Tonight at Our Common Ground, in conversation with Ginger White. Thank you for being with us, speaking truth to power and ourselves. I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. Ground. I'm Janice Graham, your host. We're so glad to have you with us tonight here at Our Common Ground. Tonight we're going to be in conversation with Ginger White. She is the woman who pulled the last block in the crumbling infrastructure of the presidential campaign of Herman Cain. We will be talking about the understory. And the understory involves powerlessness and the use of money to feed it and to manipulate it. In our second half, we are going to be uh, giving you a little treat tonight. As most of you know who are with us, Etta James is one of my fav- all-time favorite entertainers, musicians, musician, and vocalist. And we're going to be paying tribute to her. If you do not know, she is very, very, she is terminally ill, and we want to pay our respects. We also note the passing of Christopher Hitchens, and um, we extend our sympathies. He was not one for which I had a great deal of intimate, warm feelings, but. He was a prolific, a truthful, well-articulated writer of current events and news analysis, and he had all of our respect. Thank you once again for being with us. If you'd like to join us at Our Common Ground in our chat room, you can do so by going to www.blocktalkradio.com. Backslash OCG and join those who are in discussion during the course of this live broadcast. In this first hour, we're going to be talking with Ginger Denise White. Her professional experience spans in, throughout the human resource genre, with experience in business services, manufacturing, executive recruitment retain recruitment and account management and sales and labor relations and negotiations, recruitment retention, employee and customer relations, development and training programs throughout her um, professional uh, experience. And the companies that she's worked for, Pratt Industries of Conyers, Georgia, Burns Staffing, Ransdad, North America and uh PricewaterhouseCoopers in Marietta, Georgia. She was educated at Eastern Kentucky University. And um she has a very expensive and uh interesting and accomplished business and professional background. But you know her because of a man by the name of Herman McCain. When he stepped before the cameras, grinning triumphantly, as he had just won an election, denouncing what we all knew what was true, I think that many of us were simply disgusted by the revelry in which he presented his lies. But this story is not about a 13-year sexual relationship and affair. My talk with Ginger White tonight is not about sex. It is not about the affair. But it is about women and men who lack money and are made to feel powerless. And sexual predators like Herman McCain... Pounce on them, manipulating, demeaning, minimizing, and ultimately destroying. That is what is important in this story. We all know of, or some sister who suffered deeply because she was trying at every front, but it was not working. Many of them that we know, speaking truth to power, will hide from it, cover it up. Ginger White was not given that option. Her life of struggle and bad fixes was laid open to the entire world. She's been labeled in some very vicious ways by some very prominent media outlets, including the Washington Post. The bottom line is that with all of her human frailties, misguided decisions, bad fixes, and all the ginger whites in our community across the nation who are manipulated by powerful people because of money, we all do what we think we must do, and we know that, speaking truth to power. Despite our conscious reservations, And what we're talking about tonight with Ginger Wright is not to judge, to ostracize, or dismiss, because all of us know sisters for which we proclaimed our love and we must find a place for them in our lives. I saw and heard the pain of Ginger White. And as a leading member of the sisterhood, decided that I would not allow her to be alone. She's not a victim. She is not the piranha here. The media and a man named Herman Cain, they are. And she was simply caught in their crossfire. And tonight we welcome the opportunity to talk with this sister ginger white thank you so very much for joining us at our common ground
4: janice hi thank you so much for having me it's 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 my pleasure thank you well it's been a it's been a tough uh,
3: couple of months for you i know how are you faring
4: well, you know, at this point, I think things are um, pretty much calming down somewhat. Um, this is a time for restoration in my life um, as far as my children are concerned, uh, which are two young adults. They're not small children, and um, they have just been my rock. You know, I, I have a lot of family support, and we're just trying to get back to normal, if you will. hmm let me, let me ask you one of
3: probably the most pressing questions uh, that I had in reading um, this entire story, and that had to do with what must have been a very difficult thing to be able to have to face uh, friends and, on a very private platform and to face your children. Mm-hmm. Did you plan how you would approach them? Did you plan how did you did you have uh any misgivings about how your children might respond to this, especially that they are uh young adults?
4: Sure, of course. Um, you know, my daughter who is uh, 20, my son is 18. Um, most of my life as as a mother, I have raised my children in an environment to where things have always been very real, things have always been very honest and very loving. Um, sometimes the truth is not pretty. And, um, you know, raising two children on my own has been um, an experience for sure. So it's been the three of us. It's We've been a, a very strong unit. And... Um, you know raising my kids i've always been very honest with them um, We have not lived a fairy tale we have not lived a bad life at all um we've had a, a very um a very good life and so when I decided to when I was faced with the um with the the fact that I was going to have to sit uh, these two down and, and tell them you know a pretty ugly truth that was about to break and I actually set them down three weeks before uh, the media um, you know uh, came out with this I was getting calls from the media it, it had been leaked and uh, honestly Janice I'm, I'm really surprised that it it lasted this long, um, this this secret of mine, because, honestly, it wasn't that much of a secret. Um, A lot of my associates that had seen Herman and I at a function or two, um, you know, in my mind it was only a matter of time, and I think that I had been very lucky um, that it lasted this long, to be quite honest. And so what I did was I said, listen, you know, we need to talk, and – What I've done is is something that I'm definitely not proud of. It's something that I never wanted to, um, you know, to have. I never wanted to have to have this conversation. And I just told them, I said, listen, you know, I have been in a very inappropriate relationship with a person. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, a person has to do what they have to do. And and to be quite honest with you, I had to... uh, put myself in a very compromising position and I I went through with something that I knew wasn't the right thing to do and and I was very honest with my kids and Mm -hmm. I told them the good, the bad and the ugly and you know what, they said, listen, you know, we know what kind of mother you've been to us, we love you and um, they said, we got your back. So I said, okay, well, we're getting ready to go for a little ride here and that's exactly what the last few weeks, it's been just a quite quite a ride and you know things are starting to calm down a little bit now but you know we still leave our apartment and we're looking around for the media and the cameras and you know so we never really know when it's going to start up again
3: Mhm Now your you, your response to the um to the meet, to the national media has been that um this was not um sex for cash it was a sexual affair. How do you make
4: the? How do you differentiate between that? Well, I mean, this this affair was no different than than most affairs. Uh, we met um, thirteen years ago at a conference, and um, you know, it was an attraction, a mutual attraction, and um, you know, it it pretty much started from from there. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
4: You know, he helped me out with money and things like that um, took me on trips and it was pretty simple. Uh, mm-hmm. Now most of my life I, I have been a working woman and I have worked uh, and, and had very good jobs. So the entire relationship, there again, on and off for 13 years. Um, there has been um, sex and there have, have been gifts and things like that. So. Uh, definitely, you know, there have been times we were together and, and you know, every time we were together, um, there was not an exchange of cash. So that's why, you know, it's very important for people to realize that this was not, you know, as you just said, sex for cash. This was a a very casual affair and a very grown-up affair. And, um, you know, it was, it was very simple. It wasn't complicated at all. Mm-hmm. Now-
3: Ginger, somewhere in the back of my head, because I'm 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 a little older than you,
0: mm-hmm. and
3: don't you laugh because I can say <laughs> I've been around the block. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I look at you. I, I looked at you in the interviews on TV, and I listened to your voice. I watched your face, and you seemed so s- despaired so sad and i have yet to hear you say hey this was a wonderful affair and we had a a a raging good time and it was worth it
4: well janice you know it wasn't that kind of a party you know it was definitely i think whenever you enter in something that you know is not going to end up um, in a very good way And when I say that, you know, I knew that he was married. Um, Therefore, you know, when you go into something um, bad, you're not going to have a good outcome. So I I wasn't thrilled about it. And I knew that this was something that, um, you know, shouldn't be happening. and, And it just wasn't right on any level. So, yeah, when I was... You know, on, on television, it's not – it wasn't fun. It wasn't a happy time. Um, it's not fun talking about this relationship because so many people have been hurt and um, so many people continue to be hurt. And um, so, no, this was not I, – I think maybe in the beginning, the first um, maybe year or two, I was pretty wild because, you know, at that time I thought, you know, this is a pretty – powerful person a pretty intelligent guy and you know and he's excited to you know have me visit him and have me you know have dinners with him and things like that and and i really did have um a lot of admiration in the beginning and um you know it was it was fun but then after a while you know you begin to look at something for for what it really is and um and and i felt i started to not feel so great about myself and so great about the the situation mhm were you at any point
3: um thoughtful about the nature of the imbalance of power in in this relationship and the, the potential for what he could have done for you to solidify your political Career and when 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 I look at the entire story, he certainly didn't do that. He he left you in the lurch. He decided to run for president of the United States because he was, quite frankly, uh, ginger because he was delusional, uh, <laughs> and 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 he just simply left thirteen years of his own history in the dust. Do you does it ever occur to you that he, rather than to empower you uh, professionally, which he could have done, what he did was manipulate and control
4: you. Right. Exactly. And 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 I asked myself, you know, number one, why did I even get into this situation? And number two, for the last two and a half years, um, I had stepped away from corporate America to um, try something that, you know wasn't uh it was a it was a something that i was very passionate about and um and i knew that i needed some extra help so in the meantime when i you know was trying to start this this business on the side i asked him i said listen you know i really don't want your financial help if you could just please help me find a job um and i asked that several several times and you know his response would always be you know i just don't know anybody and and it was it was it was tough for me to um that was tough for me to swallow and um i finally realized you know this is about control and this really isn't about um really trying to help a friend um and it, you know and he was involved with a uh, radio station here in atlanta and he became the, the radio station became very popular, and he, um, his listeners, talked him into honestly. I think running for president. He became then empowered by this um, this radio station that, that he was hosting, and and he felt, you know, one day I'm going to run for president. And I, I think I shared this on one of during one of my interviews. I said, so you know, running for president, that's that's pretty major. And um, he said, yeah. And I said, well, I, said, I guess we won't be friends once you, you know, become president. And he was like, yeah, no, probably not. And, you know, I knew then that this really wasn't the friendship that he kept telling me that it was and telling the whole world it was um, after I came out with this. He wanted that control. And, unfortunately, I was in the position to where I allowed it to happen and i have many many regrets but um you know i've i've learned i've learned a lot and um as i said at this point it's all about restoring and and trying to fix my life and get my life back on the right path
3: mhm you know you're, you you are a very eloquently articulated woman i think and 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 and, and a very brave woman i mean there, are, I know some people who would come out swinging with the lies about <laughs> uh, how much in love you were and he was going to leave his wife and and we're all going to be happy and live in where the hell and leave it to beaver land, are we? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I really admire the way in which you have said, this is what it is and it's yes. really no different for those of who of you who would like to judge it really isn't any different from what people do every day the people next door the people down the street the people who you work with the people in the office across the way <clears throat> and and i really admire that you didn't try to hide from not only your real your own reality but your your own pain. I mean, it would have been easy for you right. to say I, I was a stupid woman and he just manipulated me. And that's not what you're saying. But, Correct. but let me ask let me ask you about I have I have gotten the sense that at some point um he he disarmed you when you met uh back in St. Louis Thirteen years ago, in you were a professional woman mm-hmm. in control of your life. You had some problems,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and and then um, you became dependent on his welfare system. See, because mm-hmm. that's what that's how I see it, Ginger. There was mm-hmm. a welfare system going on here. Mm-hmm. He, he 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 couldn't empower you personally, but he could give you just enough. To keep you from coming, for coming back, to keep you to, in a position where you had to come back for more. This is a multimillionaire man we're talking about. He is a buffoon and he is a clown, but he is also a multimillionaire. Yes. Nobody has ever figured out how he got to be a multimillionaire, and that's another story and another show. But <laughs> I do, I do have an appreciation for that, but but let me let me ask you a question. Um, when he decided that he was going to run for president,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
3: did you have a conversation with him that said, "Look, you've got me dependent. You help me pay my rent. You help me buy my food. If that goes away, uh, um, I'm going to fall apart again."
4: Uh, yes and no. Um, when he made the, um, came out and, and shared that, um, actually he told me, um, I guess some weeks or maybe a month or so before that he, uh, was going to run for president. I mean, I, I knew that my time was, um, uh, running out, if you will, and, um, I knew that I had to, you know, figure something out. And now I wasn't quite sure what my plan my plan was. Was I a bit nervous because I, I knew that first of all, I knew that this wasn't going to last forever, and and it shouldn't have. It, it lasted much longer than it should have. Um, you know, I'm not. And going why to, was that? Well, honestly, you know. Really trying to find a job, and for some reason, I tell you, well, not for some reason, with the economy and the in the state that it is, it was just really tough. And you know, it was every month. You know, I felt like my the the clock was ticking. Um, every month, I had to receive help from him. It became harder and harder, and I was becoming more afraid of what my future. Was hold it was going to hold, and um, you know when he decided that he was going to run, you know he told me he says, listen, you know this this can't continue on, and and I said I I honestly I know that, you know, and but he kept helping, but um, honestly Janice, I tell you, I didn't have a plan, and um, I I prayed and I prayed and I I was afraid to be quite honest with you. So, you know, it um it was just really tough. And and, and I, honestly, my mother raised a, a, you know, three strong girls. And um for the first time in my life, I um I felt helpless, honestly. Mhm.
3: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me let me ask You you, you... You have struck me in all of the interviews and and the and the talks that you and I have had privately. You have struck me as a very articulate, very intelligent, and very insightful woman. Also, a very brave one. And one Thanks. of the things that I want to ask you about, because you know, I, you know, you know how I feel about Herman Cain. I mean, there is nobody that has ever talked to me that does not know how I feel personally about Herman Cain. I have known the Herman Cains of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And when they lose their historical standing, they lose themselves. Try to explain to us, given how much more sophisticated you seem to be than he is, what was the attraction. You you say that we were attracted, you, you know, in the beginning you had a good time. Uh, I, those things happen. We know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were you seeing in him that so many of us do not see in him? Right.
4: Well, I can say in the beginning I saw something that um, – I saw a person that was very fun, a person that was intelligent, uh, a person that, um, as I, I said before, he offered some excitement to my life. Um, mm-hmm. He offered, um, you know, he wanted me to travel uh, various places with him. And, um, you know, and he, just a very intelligent man, and, and I enjoyed um I enjoyed spending time with him. Now later later on into the, the second part of our friendship, um, I had grown up a bit and, and, and I wasn't as, as wowed um by him as I was before, uh when I was in my you know, my thirties. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I started seeing a, a different side of him, and I, and I think that he changed a bit when he decided to, or maybe I I began to notice a change, um, and, and it very well could have been there the whole time, and I, I'm, I'm sure it was, but mm-hmm. when he mm-hmm. became interested in politics and things like that, I, I think there was a bit of a change, and, um, you know, we had taken a trip. And I remember very vividly, um, he was flirting with a um, a person right there, just right there in front of me. And I I said to myself, you know, this is this is nothing new. This this is who this guy is. And and honestly speaking, you know, you are nothing really that special. And so I started putting things into perspective, you know, and and I uh soon realized that, um, you know, this is something that you are in, something that you've got to get out of very quickly. And um, so I, I stopped. I sort of pulled out the, um, the things that I felt about him early on changed very quickly. So it, it became one of those um, friendships that, you know what, this is just what this is. Try to get out of it as quickly as you can. Get what you can, and you know, mm-hmm. and 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 that should be it. Um, and, I did thought... That is when you, when you, when
3: you discovered that you were pretty much kind of stuck with him because you were hooked, and you hadn't progressed and developed your own life, and exactly. he had
4: manipulated the power and the money. Pretty much. I mean, I had found I had I found myself in in a position to where I was I I, I was helpless, so to speak. But it was my own fault. I can blame no yeah. one but myself, and I'm not asking for anyone to feel sorry for me. I made a bad decision, and um, this is something that I'm paying for now. And I have made. You know, a lot of people very angry. I have made a lot of people very disappointed in me. This was my mistake, you know, and, and something that um, I became comfortable with. Uh-huh. I'm ashamed of it. And, um, you know, and I'm, I'm suffering the consequences for those bad decisions now. Uh-huh. Um, I okay. became very complacent. I am a very intelligent woman, and there's no reason why I should have allowed myself to be in a situation like this. For as long well, as let, I... me
3: just, let me just say this to you, and I'll extend it to every person in our audience tonight. And that is that in desperate times,
0: mm-hmm.
3: we all make mistakes. We make mistakes yes. of judgment. We make mistakes in calculating our actions and the consequences of those actions. But at the same time, we are all human. Mm-hmm. We All fall short somewhere in some time. Ginger, we're going to take a break, and when we come back at Our Common Ground, uh, I, I want to talk to you about the shame. I want to talk to you about ways in which you could have or you have rethought how you did this. And I also want to talk to you about political intent. Uh, We're going to be talking with you tonight about the circle of sisterhood and um, the resources that we have that we sometimes do not use. Thank you all for being with us here tonight at our Common Ground in conversation with Ginger White. We'll be right back, and we hope you'll stay with us. We're going to be taking your calls for a bit, but not right now. We want to get to the real story of this. I'm Janice Graham, and this is Our Common Ground. This is Our Common Ground, broadcasting 20 years, bold, brave, and black. Thank you for being with us. I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you.
0: We looked at looked into the eyes of evil, pure evil, and said to ourselves, what is this country
1: coming to? What have these bigoted rapes, And I'll repeat it, bigoted rapes. If anybody wants to challenge me on that, have that. Have that. Common sense. Oh,
0: no country. It's The Album Show, Saturday, Truthworks Network, 3 p.m. Eastern Time.
5: Bring your own rocks
3: And your A-game. The
0: Album Show, Truthworks Network, truth is spoken until it's done.
6: that are occurring there. So there's a number of domestic, burning domestic issues that we have not seen as strong human rights commitment. And what we say human rights commitment is is that U.S. government will take a holistic approach to addressing those domestic uh, civil rights, civil liberties issues and using human rights as a way to to promote and uh, protect people's rights um, on 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 the number of issues. The stimulus plan, for example, has been... Uh, has been at the center of of the government's attention. And yet we haven't seen the stimulus plan used or at least have not seen enough of how the U.S. government will be using that to promote um, uh, full equality in the distribution of those funds so that uh, people who are um, uh, disadvantaged, poor... Uh, and and community of color would be receiving those funds and would be able to, to improve the quality of...
3: This is our common ground.
7: Thank you for being with us. We'll be right back. My mother shaped me as an actor, as a musician, as a human being. So when she was diagnosed with colon cancer, it was like our entire family got cancer. And she died when she was only 56, so this is personal. And hopefully my heartbreak is your wake-up call. You can prevent colorectal cancer if you're 50 or older. Get screened. Screening saves lives.
3: You're tuned in to Our Common Ground. Thank you for being with us, speaking truth to power, and ourselves making truth One broadcast at a time. for being with us here tonight at Our Common Ground in conversation with Ginger White. She is our sister, and she was caught in the crossfire. One of the things, Ginger, that um, just really struck me about your story is that the glaring nature of the the story with Cain with the sexual harassment, um, the buffoonery and the inarticulateness and knowledge about, and lack of knowledge about public policy, international affairs, and it seems as though he has applied that same kind of incompetence to the personal aspects. Of his life, because I see the sexual harassment stuff as a part of his professional life. Any 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 person who puts their business in jeopardy, uh, fooling around, uh, whatever he did with those women, which I believe because I've seen enough sexual harassment cases to understand the nature of how those things happen. The other is. How the hell did he think he was going to run for president of these United States of America, be vetted, and get away with having a 13 year old, a 13 a year affair with you? Somebody had to see it. Your friends knew it. Your family knew it. His friends probably knew it because he had to have some cover. Somebody was covering for him. I'm not understanding how someone who is that silly, who is that artificial and superficial in the ways in which they conduct their lives, and that's not a judgment about him having an affair. That's a judgment about him having a brain. If this man had a brain, if his, if they put a bomb in his brain, it wouldn't even blow out the earwax. I'm sorry, Ginger, <laughs> I didn't mean
4: <laughs> well, I was gonna just ask you, Dennis, why don't you tell us all how you really
3: feel about her
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and this is before you ever hit the scene. This was before any of the sexual harassment but right. let me let me ask you about your uh, about the way in which you know <clears throat> one of the things I try to frame this this um conversation is about is that you are my sister,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and that women in our community, African-American women, tend to build bonds and relationships with each other, that as my my um, sister talk host in the audience tonight, India Declare, will tell you, is real raw and right now. Mm-hmm. What were your friends telling you
4: about this affair,
3: well
5: a
4: couple of things you know um a lot of my associates um were i'll be honest with you um especially here lately when he let's let's start with when he decided to run for president, and they knew of the um friendship slash relationship um i had um a couple of them call and, and they said okay, you saw the women come out, what are you going to do? Um, How could you ever have any type of dealings with this guy? Um, You know, you're better than that. Or I I never knew that this guy was, you know, such an idiot. And so, you know, honestly speaking, it was tough. It, It was fine. I was fine with it until the women came forward with the sexual harassment allegations. And that's when my conscience was really, really bothering me because I said, these are women that have gone through something and they are courageous enough to speak out, and now he is treating them like this. And, you know, my mother my mother called and she says, you know, she says, I've always trusted your instinct, and I I didn't raise a fool. Now, you have to think about what is the right thing to do here. She said, I would never tell you what to do. And, you know, it it became very, I started losing sleep at night because I I, I thought, you know, what what am I going to do? Because it's not just about me now. Um, And when... I st- then all of a sudden, I started getting calls from you know the media, just random calls, and um, that's when I sat my kids down and I said, "Listen, you know, I'm going to have to make a very tough decision, a, a decision that's not going to be very popular, and um, it's going to be a lot of backlash from it. I have done something with a person that has done um, some pretty awful things here, and I have to step up. I have to, um, I have to be." A person. I have to be a team player here, pretty much, and I can't let these women, you know, come out in vain and um, and 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 just get humiliated. And that was the most disappointing thing. That was a Herman Cain. Honestly, I can say that I didn't know. Um, so I, you
3: didn't expect you expected that he would in the end. Admit to the sexual harassment cases?
4: Well, I think, Janice, I was honestly shocked. Now, I know that, you know, I had seen him in, in, you know, in in settings, social settings, and he's a very friendly guy, very, um, and I had seen him in a flirtatious mode also. Um, I was pretty, I was slightly surprised when the women came out with these sexual harassment allegations. However, I I believed them. I was surprised. I was disappointed. But I believed them. Mm-hmm. I believed them 150%. And that's when I said, you know what, I've got to do something. And and it was a, you know, for me to come out and, and spill the beans, so to speak, or, or come forward with this meant I was no longer going to get – you know, the help that I was getting, I had to realize I wasn't working. But also, at the end of the day, I had to make a a decision on what was right. And, you know, we as women have to stick together, no matter, you know, what the sacrifices are. I mean, we are strong women, and, um, you know, we have to stick together. And that's one thing. You know, I have a very strong black woman as a mother, and she taught us girls to always stand up for what is right no matter what and, and and that's exactly what i did and and i have no regrets you know it's been it's been hell these last few mm-hmm. weeks but um mm-hmm. you know if i had to do it over all over again i would do the exact same thing mhm mhm uh, you know
3: and we have to di- differentiate between what was his professional conduct and what was his personal conduct Now, one of the things that has been uh, bandied about in the media, um, especially in the conservative media, is that you own some responsibility for this. And I keep hearing you say that you own responsibility for it and you did some things for which you are not proud. But Mm -hmm. they are not unique in our society. I mean, if you look at movies, TV we revel in those women who are paid mistresses and for those out in the audience there are some paid mistresses who are wives
4: yes yes and, and <laughs> I'm, I'm
3: not trying to i'm not trying to moralize on this ginger i'm simply saying that uh, when when we it is good for people it is always easy for people to step away from a situation that they don't own
0: mm-hmm.
3: um i don't i i i simply don't know and i have a lot of friends and i don't know anyone who doesn't know of someone who's in an in as you put it an inappropriate relationship But I do say this, we're talking about a man who was running for the President of the United States who's the the, the something in the Baptist Church, and the Baptist Church people won't talk about him too much because they're afraid that he'll get uh, pissed off at them. And he was moralizing on other people. Mm -hmm. But in this society... We hold up as a gold standard women who get paid just to be arm charm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I I I I caution you about beating up on yourself and about giving permission to the media and anybody else to point fingers at you. That's simply I'm saying that because you're my sister.
4: Right. And and I appreciate that very much. And I, I think that, you know, I was a big girl going into this and um I you know, at at first I, I thought, you know, I'm not going to apologize for what I did. Um but you know, I look at my daughter and I and I tell her, I said, you know, listen, I don't want you to ever find yourself in a position like this because there are always consequences. And, you know, yes, there are women and this is the thing. I would like to feel as if that I am a relatable person and there's no situation that any of my friends come to me with and, and talk to me about that just absolutely wows me. You know, I mean nothing surprises me anymore. And whereas I found myself in this situation with this person, the thing, the bottom line is I have to take responsibility for it. And, you know, there have been consequences for what I did. Am I sorry uh, for what us I did? Tell about the
3: consequences. Yeah, yeah. But, well, the consequences. So that some of the young sisters out in this audience yeah. uh, uh, will get their heads screwed on straight about, who and how people play power, money, welfare systems in the in the in the in the in the relationship game.
4: Mm-hmm. The biggest thing, Janice, is to be strong and on your own two feet. Don't compromise and don't be wowed so easily. You know, I was wowed so easily by this person in the beginning. That, um, you know, the gifts and the trips and things like that, I sort of, you know, I got used to it. And, you know, I became a bit complacent, I think. I became, um, you know, I allowed myself to be, as I said, wowed by a person that really really didn't have that much wow about him. You know what I mean? I just allowed mm-hmm. myself be taken in by, you know, by the easy the easy path. And to have someone take care of you or to help you out financially, you know, it, it sounded like a good idea at the time, but I'll be honest with you, um, if I ask myself was it all worth it, maybe just to say, yeah, this is something I experienced, would I ever want to do it again? Absolutely not, because it is just not worth it. It's a short-term fix, a very short-term fix. And mm-hmm. I think about the last couple of years, you know, I could have, um, God knows what all I could have done if I had really applied myself and not been um, stuck in this little mode that I, I found myself into. So my my message to my daughter, who is 20, and my son who is 18 both beautiful good looking smart sharp kids you know stand on your own two feet be strong and and don't compromise you know life is is you know there life offers so much to these young adults these days and education you know my mom as i i keep going back to my mother she pushed us and you know she, we we made our choices. You know we made our choices. And in this situation with Herman Cain, I made my choice, and I'm mm-hmm. suffering the consequences for it. So mm-hmm.
3: let's let's talk about some of those consequences now. One of the obvious consequences is that you have to put a hat and sunglasses on to go outside.
5: Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: overcome that can be overcome over time. Mm-hmm. But what are the consequences in terms? of how you uh, support your family
0: mm-hmm.
3: and how employers and um, greet the notion of this story. Because one of the things I do want to talk to you about, Ginger, is because I will never believe that it was one of your friends that outed him. I will never believe that. I
5: mm-hmm. believe
3: that Herman McCain got out of control. They sent the sexual harassment cases, and he still stayed out of control. And he was getting beyond their control, and they decided that they had to destroy him, and they knew about you all the time. And when I say the they, I'm talking about the Koch brothers and all the other GOP operatives that put him up as a
4: candidate puppet. Mhm. Mhm. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, you know, you asked me about the consequences. Uh, you know, I was working a job um, before this, right before this uh, whole story broke. So I, I lost my job, and I, um, as far as resumes and things like that, you know, at, at first I I had the the audacity to put Ginger White on a resume and, and send it out. And after I hit the send button, I thought. What, am I crazy? Who's going to hire me? You know, who is going to hire me at this point? Um, you know, I, I may be – I'm foolish to think right now that anyone would hire me. I'm, I'm hopeful, and I pray that someone will give me the opportunity because, you know, just because I found myself in this situation doesn't mean that I am still not capable of, of holding a job. Um Do I go out with a baseball cap on and and sunglasses? Yeah, because, you know, sometimes, I mean, I've been greeted by people that have been very, uh, you know, appreciative of what I've done. But then there are people that are like, you know, are you kidding me? You know, so it's been tough. Now, as far as other people knowing about the relationship, it it really, it's very, very possible. I can't say for sure. I do know that it wasn't as um, private as maybe it it could have been. I mean, he just wasn't concerned. He didn't seem concerned
0: Mm -hmm. about,
4: Mm -hmm. um, you know, really, really keeping it private. I mean, we would have lunches, we would have cocktails, things like that. So um, he was never really concerned by that because, and I asked him a couple of times, I said, aren't you worried that someone may see us? And he's like, no, no. You know, you can be a colleague. So he was very, mm-hmm. the very true sure. sign of a narcissist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and I was a little bit. I was much more uncomfortable, obviously, than, than he. But you know, I wasn't married. You know, I, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that you know, so
3: I. You know, if if this man didn't go to the press club and start singing Amazing Grace, and start mm-hmm. telling people that if they're not rich in America is because they're not trying hard enough, if they don't have a job. um, And and if he didn't buy into the racist, imperialist, fascist, political bull crap (laughs) of of a, a system that fools black people, especially people like Clarence Thomas and Michael Steele and 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 Herman Cain and put them up a, 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 as puppets to demonize to legitimize the demonization of black people. Herman McCain, Herman Cain could have gone his way, but here was this man who decided that he was the black god who um, could uh, that who could could somehow. Tell us how to live our lives, mm-hmm. and I submit this to you, Ginger, and I, I'll get. I want your response to this.
0: Mm-hmm. You weren't
3: married. You betrayed no one. You did not know Gloria Kane. You betrayed no betrayed no one other than yourself.
4: Mhm. And, and that's true. But
3: you are left holding the bag because the Cook brothers will buy up every page of paper for which his stupid book is printed on, they will find a niche for him to keep him quiet, and they will find something to keep his wife quiet. But you are left after being hit in the crossfire because you you had pretty much decided you were going to keep your mouth closed and you weren't going to say anything. Is that right?
4: Pretty much. Yeah, I was going to uh, stay quiet, but uh, then, as I said, when the, the other women came forward, came forth with the sexual harassment allegations, I felt was
5: absolutely
4: my duty, if that makes any sense at all, um, my sense of responsibility um, to do something that was very unselfish, and. Uh, and, and I had to. And, you know, you were talking about that I didn't portray anyone. I, You know, I, I feel like that I maybe I, I feel as if I let down um, maybe, you know, some people, maybe people mm-hmm. in my family, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. people in my church. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so... You're exactly right. I mean, I I wasn't married, but you know, I I just I I must take you know uh, responsibility for
3: mm-hmm.
4: for doing something very stupid, and um, you know, things are what they are.
3: Mhm. And and the thing is, in the in the scheme of things, um, these are choices that adult
4: people make all the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely and you know There are women that are listening to this Right now that are You know they're in a relationship That maybe they wish That they weren't in um, mm-hmm. and
3: One of the things that I wish For you Ginger is that you Or any sister
4: who mm-hmm. Who makes
3: these choices That it is In pursuit of fulfillment As well and and i am not and i'm not getting that at all from you or from the stories that i have read and the interviews that i have heard and i think that over 13 years that what you've done is filled it what what i'm getting and you can please correct me if i'm wrong that mm-hmm. you have filled 13 years with emptiness and at the end of it you're still where you were 13 years ago
5: in terms exactly. of
3: of what you got.
4: Right. And as I said, this was a, um, you know, you get out of something really what you put into it. And I honestly put nothing into this but um, some time. And, um, you know, and I tried to be as disconnected as i possibly could be especially the last couple of years um you know when i first met him it was 13 years ago and we had you know a a good run for a couple of years and you know i married and and then i you know we cut that connection and then you know i I divorced and then you know it was it, it was on and off you know and so during the on times of our relationship friendship um i would not allow myself to you know become attached in any form or fashion i i i i was very disciplined with this because i knew that this was something that was um had no future i was very realistic about this uh relationship i went in You know, knowing exactly um, what it was. That's why, you know, when they asked me, was this a love affair? Absolutely not. It wasn't a love affair. He didn't tell me he loved me, and nor did I tell him that I loved him. So it wasn't that kind of a party. It was, um, you know, something that happened, and it was a very empty um, relationship because, honestly, Janice, I... Would be very surprised if I was the only person outside of his marriage. Um, I mm-hmm. feel for his wife, um, but then you know there there are a lot of women that are married that really uh, you know they they turn the other cheek. They don't want to. See or hear what else could possibly be going on outside the house with their with their their husband. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's the situation with Mrs. Kane. I was, you know, Mrs. Kane was out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I didn't allow myself to think about that because it would have just been too difficult.
3: Well, you have publicly and very sincerely. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. You have publicly mm-hmm. and very sincerely apologized to Mrs. Kane. Yes. You have intimated that you have apologized to your own children. Yes. Um and I think that in the in in the reality of the situation you have done what you could do.
0: Mhm.
3: And one of the things that I'm wondering uh, as your sister, and you know, uh, we could sensationalize this forever and and talk it, talk about it forever, but I mm-hmm. have a, a deep and abiding commitment to sisterhood,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and 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 as your sister, and many many sisters of yours out there
0: mm-hmm. would
3: ask if you have begun the process of forgiving yourself for whatever however you perceive this as because i hear you talking about shame if you have begun to forgive yourself so that you can have
4: hope that you can move on mhm yes actually it, it, it's taken the last maybe week or so uh i have prayed a lot i have um honestly been able to look myself in the mirror and say well you know we we made it through and we're going to continue to make it through and um, yeah I feel a lot better about myself uh, the last week I think um, because it was tough I mean I cry less and less um, and I don't think I cried today and I think i may have cried for a couple of seconds yesterday but you know each day gets better and each day i'm liking myself more and more and i'm forgiving myself a little bit more every day mm-hmm. so it, it is the healing process has started
3: Mm-hmm. well so I i'm certainly i'm certainly hoping that it is when we come back uh ginger, i'd like to talk about Uh, Your responses to the brutish way in which he has dealt with it This was a man for which you gave some 13 years of your life Mm -hmm. uh, Much of it your young life Much of it in some form of blindness Or seeking something for which he could never give You're listening to Our Common Ground at Blog Talk Radio. I'm Janice Graham. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Ginger White. And then at the bottom of the hour, we'll open up our phone lines and you can have um, your say or ask her a question. Thank you for being with us here tonight at Our Common Ground. Hi, this is Janice Graham. Thank you for joining us on Our Common Ground tonight, speaking truth to power and ourselves. We want to remind you that during this Kwanzaa season, your future doesn't lie ahead of you, waiting to happen. It lies deep inside of you, waiting to be discovered. This is Alternative Activist. Empowerment Talk Radio each Saturday 10pm I'll be listening for you
0: Because our society is only as strong as all its individuals, the United Negro College Fund has helped educate thousands of doctors and researchers, but we need more. Thousands of architects and engineers, but we need more. Thousands of teachers and biologists, but we need more. And when disease, injustice, pollution, poverty, and countless other problems threaten to pull us apart we had better educate every single person has the potential to solve our problems. And to educate more people, we need more of your help. Give to the United Negro College Fund. With so much at stake, a mind is a terrible thing to waste.
3: And part of my moral... Part of my values suggest that truthfulness is the foundation of all human virtue.
6: America's pathology is our denial.
3: It is what keeps us sick around the issue of race. When I was doing clinical work and therapy, the only rule I had, and I worked with every walk of life imaginable, all the people nobody wants to work with, I worked with for 25 years. And my only rule, for any people that stood in front of me, was tell
0: me the truth. Because if you cannot tell me the truth,
3: then we cannot trust each other. And if we cannot trust each other, then we cannot have a relationship. And if we don't have a relationship, we have nothing. You are me. and trust truth works network the truth must be spoken more than once the black truth of the event it's truth works network with alpha dr deborah and our news truth works network it's where you get your truth on TruthWorks Network has uh, the place to be for getting your truth on. We have grown on Monday night, Global Village Voices with Peter E. Matthews this week um, featuring Dr. Cecil Murray of the First AME Church of Los Angeles. And he will be Peter's special guest on Wednesday night. Architects of Change with Elvin Dowling and Friends. Thursday and Friday, it's Enter the Lion's Den. And on Saturday, it's Just Damn Politics at 3 p.m. with Alpha on the Alpho Show. And we hope that you will support TruthWorks Network. Thank you for being with us here tonight. Uh, I do have a couple of announcements. Yes, he has arrived. The new Grand Prince of my life. Master Mason Turner Arrived at 4.05 a.m. this very morning And what a trooper he is And we're so glad He comes in peace A very peaceful baby born in our family My daughter delivered um, Just uh, two and a half hours after we arrived at the hospital Oh, what a Experience it was. And we're so happy and congratulations to her and her family for their addition and to me because I can't hardly put him down. Yes, he is a carbon copy of The Miles. (laughs) He is indeed. And thank you all for all of your congratulations and your notes and holding my hand as we awaited this arrival. In regard to the Our Common Ground 2011 Kwanzaa celebration, it has been canceled for December 17th. Uh, With the coming of uh, the new baby into our family, I need to spend time with my grandchildren as they prepare to bring a new sibling home. It's not always easy. You got one 18, you got one 10, and now you got one who is less than one day. And I need to help in that process. You know, you have to teach children how to be family. And uh, I want to hold their hands as they bring their baby brother home. Imani is home from college, uh, and she was one of her mom's birthing coaches. And it was three generations of women working to bring him home, and that was just you. You know, I had a good time. A little Miles Davis on the top. I just had a great time, and it was just it was very moving uh, to be able to share with my daughter and her daughter the birth of her third child. So no Kwanzaa celebration. I did talk with Dr. Uh, Milana Koringa, who is going to be joining us, and he has agreed that we will do a great teach-in during the season, and it very well may be the the night of Imani if he can make some arrangements. If not, we will just be doing our teach-in. Thank you for being with us here at our Common Ground tonight in Conversation with ginger right. You know white. One of the things that I'm always concerned about is that we hold ourselves to standards that some most of us cannot meet. And that means we set ourselves up to stumble and fall. Um none of us know in pressing in pressing times in the deep and dark waters what decisions have to be made and i want to thank uh ginger white for joining us tonight she she's um a, a, just a very open honest uh a person who i believe has lessons that need to be taught and tonight our intent is to Get some of those lessons on the table, uh no Shaka Zulu she did not have a home birth, uh, but it was a birthing center with no doctors, all midwives who were giving us all instructions um to to follow along, but we we knew what to do. Ginger White, thank you so much for joining us here tonight at Our Common Ground, and I I want you to know that you are doing for us some things that we also need people to do for us, and that is speak truth to power and ourselves. And so thank you so very much uh for for agreeing to come on. This is your First radio interview, and I am uh, humbled by your um, accepting our
4: invitation. Oh, Janice, thank you. It was again my pleasure, and congratulations on on the um, on the birth of, of your grandson. Congratulations, and thank Did, you. Did I tell you it
3: was going to be Friday? Yes. Did I not <laughs> tell you it was going to be Friday? <laughs> you called it. You definitely called it. <laughs> It was a bit, it was a nail biter, I'm sure. I know. Um, yeah, it really was. Um, but let me ask you, Ginger, what you have in store for yourself um, before we start taking calls? Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, kinds of things? What in the in the circle of the sisterhood? What can people do for you to help you? Reconstruct and build and be at the place that you say you want to be,
4: well, I think that um the more support um the better and and I say support as far as you know if a lot of the women that i you know they're listening now and and just people in my circle. I think sticking together when times get really tough, um, that's that's one of the most important things. Um, I'm not sure if, um, you know, I, I have a couple of decisions to make. Um, there's a part of me that I want my life to, to get back to normal, and, and that meaning that I want to jump back into the workforce and, and, and just allow things to just calm down um then there's a a part of me that i would like to do something to you know if if this situation can allow me to fall into something that can help other women um to empower other women i mean I'm, i'm so um amazed by you and your strength and and there are so many other strong women in my life that that i look up to and you know janice Honestly speaking, right now, I'm just trying to restore my immediate family. I'm trying to get things back to normal with my kids and and myself and my spirit and and just to as i said wake up and and feel good about the things that I've done so I think just people being supportive right now uh I am you know looking to get back into the the job market and and I'm I'm praying that, that that will happen, and um, I believe that that it that it will. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm hopeful. Well, you've you've
3: got to get rid of the name Ginger, because I tell you, quite quite. <laughs> uh, okay, let me. Here's here's my honest thing. Something <laughs> I haven't told you yet. When I said only Herman McCain could have Herman Cain could have a mistress named Ginger White. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so fake. that was my first response. <laughs> but 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 you're absolutely right and i think that one of the things that we fail to do in our community is utilize the strength of our collective nurturing and i hope that that women in the atlanta area will will reach out i i hope that that there is the circle of sisterhood that comes around you Sure. Uh, I, I I really do wish that for you because you know if this had been if this had been um, uh, um, any any other circumstances
0: mm-hmm.
3: if you had been Herman Cain's secretary and he just berated you and terrorized you
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, I don't think that we would have allowed the media to get away with the kind of badgering belittling in which it participated. I'm talking about major, major newspapers and media outlets. And then the first time that I saw you in an interview, it was on a Fox News channel, and I went, oh, my God, she didn't start talking to Fox. Uh, (laughs) So I, I think that there are people out there with resources in Atlanta Wow. Who have the resources to help you to regenerate, to
4: mm-hmm. reconstruct?
3: I mean, you have a beautiful resume.
4: Thank you very much. Uh,
3: I mean, there there is nothing. Your resume looks better than Herman McCain's. Herman Cain's in my, in my mind. I keep calling him Herman McCain, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know. So I'm I'm hoping that all of it comes together uh for you and that you are able to help I mean you were a very young woman when all of this started and he and he was a predator um in 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 my estimation that and he understand and he understands something that is so fundamental to the to a system of white supremacy and that is the power manipulation of money Shackling people to dependency.
4: Absolutely, and and I think he um, he he saw me coming for sure. Or you know when when we met, I, I I definitely was in a situation to where, as I said, I was you know wowed by um, by a person, and you know we we I was young. You know, yeah. I was young but but there then again I, I hate making excuses. Um I sh- I should have known better. I wasn't nineteen, that's for sure. Um and I, you know, I've made these decisions and um and I do believe that there is definitely a positive and happy life after mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. um this ordeal. And um Well, I, I certainly think that uh one of the
3: things that we all need to think about we need to think about your story and in, 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 in frame it in a different way, and that right. is that there are too many sisters out there who, for lack of money for gas for the car, for lack of money for groceries to put in the refrigerator, for lack of money to buy uniforms that are required by a public school for their children, for lack of money to buy their rent. I, did, I challenge anybody out there who has not had two months or three months in their life and they're over the age of 40 that hasn't had to think about, how the hell am I going to pay the rent or pay the mortgage?
4: yeah you know my mother she always says we're all one paycheck away from being homeless and um you know it's 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 tough out here it's very tough and and women especially single moms, they find we find ourselves you know our backs up against- you know up against the wall and and it's tough and we mm-hmm. we make decisions that aren't popular you know and that are worse
3: popular. when you have predators like a Herman Cain who understands that they can keep dangling the carrot, dangling the carrot, creating a system of dependency until people are uh, until a woman is powerless. I mean, yeah. it really is. I, I, I mean, I'm getting real close to that border where abusers begin to control and manipulate the women who are their victims in their homes to the position where they are economically, financially and emotionally powerless to be to 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 lead their own lives. And there are plenty of women who have to face the choice of taking money from men who one I don't really like Two who are going to manipulate them, three who are going to render them powerless and take away the little power that they have, and so I, I want to remind people
4: about that. And well, and I think that when you know when this happens, when people, when men, you know, are, are dangling the carrot, I think that network, that sisterhood network that you know that you're preaching about, if we could all stand up and and. You know, band together. We can definitely do it together, and we can have each other to lean on. You know, I I can't say that I had a a girlfriend that I could call up and say, Hey, do you have a hundred bucks? Hey, do you have fifty bucks? You know, it's it's tough. You yeah. know, it's it's really tough. It really and tough. um. And, and the and the question
3: is how we make these choices about what we are bothering. Our personal power for right. That's one of the things that young people, young women especially, need to to really be cognizant about. And I think that yours is a story that can can open up the way to talk about those things. You Definitely. don't barter your power for a Louis Vuitton bag. No, when perhaps you may have to barter. Some of you shouldn't, but maybe you're forced to bother for a loaf of bread.
5: Absolutely. See, and, and
3: and we need to teach our young people the difference.
5: Mm-hmm. Men
3: need to be taught that the power, I mean, a person like the, like Herman Cain, his power was lent to him. You see how quickly they took it away? Yeah. It wasn't yeah. his power. He was just a, a a buffoon spouting nonsense. Yeah, but it was I, uh, I know. I just, you know, quite a circus. I, I won't go a, back there anymore. <laughs> You're listening to Our Common Ground here at Blog Talk Radio. We're here every Saturday, 10 p.m., speaking truth to power and ourselves. I'm Janice Graham, and we're going to be taking your calls with Ginger White. Our number is three four seven eight three eight nine eight five two and I will caution you right now. This is not serious radio. This is serious radio. We do not disrespect, we do not attempt to humiliate or minimize or demonize anybody on these airwaves. I will take you on. So be very, very careful. Let's have let's have civil, intelligent, open and informed discussion. At three four seven eight three eight nine eight five two. And I also want to thank all you folks in the chat room. Brother Brock from Philadelphia PA is in the house. India Declare, the India Declare show. India I declare should be your eleven A. M. to one PM, Monday through Friday talk radio destination. LDX is with us into the lion's den Thursdays and Fridays at TruthWorks Network. And thank you, Sister Dez. And I see Natty Reb is in the house and Smooth Operator. And oh, Henry down there in the ATL. Man, you better start trying to handle your people down there. Because this man got real out of control. You weren't doing, you weren't on the job. Call Alpha. He'll tell you how to get on the job, O. Henry, down there in ATL. Uh, thank you to our many guests, House Music Lover from Chicago and Alpha of Chicago and Toothworks Network. And Dr. Deb has stepped in and she is taking charge in our chat room. Our common ground. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight five two. Ginger you ready to go to the phones? I'm ready. Okay, let's go to three zero one. You're on the air. I respect you. Thank you for your call with Ginger White.
7: Good evening, um, Janice Graham. This is L E X Internet Alliance and how you, how's it going this evening?
4: Swagger on, my brother.
7: <laughs> and good evening, Miss White. How's it going?
4: I'm fine, thank you.
7: How are you? I'm doing good. Um first and foremost before I ask your question, I would like to say, you know, I'm very proud of you. I'm very, you know, you're you're the first woman that stood up where nobody don't no nobody would respect you, but I I believe that you are the most intelligent, outgoing person and and you're are mo- and I'm very proud of you for what you're doing. You know, and not be afraid, even though there's demons is going to tear you down. But you stand up like a woman and and face your fears and tell it like it is and tell it what really happened. And I'm very proud of you on that. With that being said, with that being said, um, now after all of this, you know, drama happened, and I know that's and I know you 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 at first you didn't know what to say or what to do because you know you got to face with Herman Cain's denial and this Herman Cain's you no know, lies actually, you know, even though he tried denial of the affair or your affair actually. Um and everything is and I know Herman Cain is now no longer on uh, basically no longer as president candidate. Um my thing is that are you now being free after, you know, you 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 told the media that but what happened between you and Herman Cain? Are you now, after all of this, that are you a free person? And, and you know, you um, that you're, you know your stress. I mean, everything that's happened to you. Are you now become a free um, and you know free person that you're not afraid to speak your mind, even though people are going to you know dog you out at the end? Are you are you a free person now?
4: Well, I I definitely think after he suspended uh, the campaign and and stepped down, um, you know, it was still pretty tough days after that. Um, As I I told Janice, uh, every day I get stronger. Um, Mm -hmm. Every day I I cry less. And um, so today was a good day, Uh, no tears. And, and yeah, I I definitely feel like I'm, you know, I'm I'm restoring my um, faith in myself um every second so yes i am it, it is getting better
3: ldx <laughs> brings up a good uh a good question um ginger one of the questions that i have is have you been have, have they threatened to sue you
4: um i there i, I read um i miss uh biolek actually uh placed a call um, to my attorney and she had read somewhere that um that there were threats of that, but I, I doubt that that will happen. I yeah. can honestly say I, I'm not fearful of that. Um, you know, I, I've told nothing but the truth, and um, and I, and that's it. So, uh-huh. you know, you, you hear rumors of things like that, but I have not been contacted. My lawyer has not been contacted of, of anything like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. As of yes. and I trust you are holding the
3: the major instrument hmm. um, <laughs> i mean they're not suing you for for defamation of character for a reason uh,
5: th-
4: that's my guess um absolutely i mean there's still um a lot that has not been told to the public um as far as i'm concerned on my behalf i am mm-hmm. i'm holding a lot of information um for for many reasons you know, at this point it's not really that important to share at this time.
5: So yep, I, yep, I yep.
4: yeah. So I, I'm sitting that's, on smart. It. Yeah, yeah, that's smart.
5: Yeah. That's smart. That's
4: yeah
3: that's uh, a a smart way to go. L D X, thank you so very much for your call. Thank, we thank you to
7: Janice.
3: hearing you on Enter the Lions Den Thursday and Friday, toothworks Network at ten PM.
7: Thank you, Janice, and thank you again, did. Ms. White.
3: Thank you, you very Orignani. much. I appreciate it. We're going to go to 610. You're on the air. I respect you. What is your question or comment?
6: Hello, I hope that, uh, Brother Brock over here, Philadelphia hope PA. Brother and Brock. Obviously, I respect you and yours and the rest of the Talk family, including uh, Miss White. Um, basically, I have two quick questions. Uh, one would be Did you see or hear of these other women? as you went through your 13-year relationship. And then the second question is, should this circumstance be considered a good enough reason for Mr. Kane to have dropped out of the race or to have suspended his campaign, mainly because so many other politicians have had relationships and stuck it through as far as campaigning or staying in office, a few have been kicked out, and the old president was actually, uh, um, President Clinton, he was actually, um, what's that term? Be elected and
3: impeached and be elected. Impeached,
6: impeached, yeah. So do you think, that's my question, Is was this circumstance enough in your opinion, not the public opinion or the political gurus, in your opinion, was this enough for him to have to bow out of the race? And I'll hang up and listen to your answers.
3: Thank okay. you, Brother Brock. Um, you have a good weekend of Borigani. Go ahead, Ginger.
4: Okay, uh, the first question, did I uh, ever see or hear of, of other women? Um, no, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't around him 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week, so I absolutely have no clue. Um, and it was just my, my gut feeling um, that I, I I was not the only one. Um, the second um, answer, um this circumstance been enough for him to drop out you know I never this was never political for me I came out with something that I I felt that I needed to come out with um, to support um, the other women that had come out with these sexual harassment allegations Um, it was his decision to suspend his campaign Um, do I think that um, ethics uh, play a part of a person that's running for the president of the United States of America absolutely so um, I, I respect his his decision to suspend the campaign, but I absolutely do think that um, ethics and being an ethical person um, does have a major, yes. should play a major role, um, you know, when someone is running for such a, a powerful uh, position such as this. But, you know, never was it my intention to shut his campaign down. I respect his decision, and, and that's pretty much it.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that we should realize that he was on his way down in the polls; they were on their way to get him, and all, and you were just simply the last straw. Uh, we're going to go to three one three. We've only got about five minutes. Three one three. Thank you for your call. I respect you, uh, Borigani.
2: Hey Janice, how you doing? This is Deborah.
3: Doctor Deborah, how are you? Good to hear I'm from good. you.
2: Good. Hi Ginger, how are you? Hi, how are you? Good. Um, I wanted to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Um, have you have you ever been married before? And you can tell me to yes. mind my own business if you want no, to. No,
4: uh, absolutely. I have been married before,
2: yes. Okay. I, I wonder sometimes um, when people get involved in relationships with people that they know cannot really make a commitment to them, did you have it uh, some point in time of fear when you look back at it of, you know, maybe it was even on a very uh, unconscious or subconscious level of being in a committed relationship because of the um, pain and disappointment that goes along with it when a marriage uh, doesn't work out. Because I think sometimes people get it, find themselves in that relationship, those types of relationships because they know and mm-hmm. so that's that's they sort of like rationalize that if that makes any sense to you what I'm saying,
5: mm-hmm. or
2: that's the way that they sort of explain it um, away. The other thing that I did want to say was I, as a, a, a black woman or a woman really, period, I'm not judging you at all for the decisions that you made. People make a lot of decisions in life that other people say I wouldn't have done that. And maybe they wouldn't have done that, but they would have done something else. But I, I do wonder, though, if you feel that beyond um, his wife, you have some regrets where his family is concerned, because that's what I like to talk to young women a lot about. Decide what you're doing to your body and your self esteem. Is this is not really just an issue of if it comes out you have made a transgression and hurt his wife, you've hurt his children. Um, you know, and he has too. I'm not excusing him, but he's not on the line, so mm-hmm. I'm talking directly to you because I think sometimes as people, whether we're a man getting in a relationship with a married woman, or you know, a a woman getting in a relationship with a married man, we need to think beyond mm-hmm. the consequences of this. And, I mean, really, to be honest about it, I'm not talking about being in the limelight like like you are now. I'm just saying, period. What happens to the um, self-esteem and the perception that children and grandchildren have of their parent and grandparent when they find out that this is? You know kind of misbehavior I believe Ms. Kane knew about it all the time I don't believe you were the first And frankly speaking Ginger I think you knew even when you were with him That it wasn't just you Because people like that just have A way of being kind of slutty And he's slutty So I'm not saying that about you But I think we rationalize We get in a state of denial And say oh he's not cheating on me Well what, what would make you think he wouldn't He's cheating on his wife So, but beyond that, I I, I guess what I'm concerned about is his children, I'd like to think that he was a good father. Um, I don't have any reason, you know, to think he wasn't. I guess I do really because he doesn't have a lot of character. But you kind of get what I'm saying, have a different view of him. And I feel like now their life, because of decisions that you and he made, um, and in some way Mrs. Kane too Because at some point in time she decided To accept that I feel bad for her Because the pain She must have endured and You know rationalizing and come to a Conclusion to put up with that behavior I feel bad for you Because the pain and life circumstances You found yourself in that made you Made you acquiesce to that But in the end Your children have to Live with this and I'm sure that this is a little bit different view of you than what they had before. And the same thing with his parents, I mean, his children and grandchildren. It, to me, what I just see in our communities is just such a legacy of hurt. We have got to stop. I guess i would really, I've said a lot, but I'd like for you to really say something about what you would say to young people again, whether it's a man getting ready to engage in a relationship with a married woman or vice versa, about thinking about this beyond just the immediate gratification and perhaps just the immediate consequences of the two of you being exposed and what that would mean. What does that mean on a much broader uh, level for everyone that is involved? Does that make any sense? I've kind of rambled.
5: It does, Dr. Deborah, but we've and
2: got some Apple very short time going on here. Me be.
3: <laughs> uh, Dr. Deborah, I hear what you said You've said some very rich things And I think that there are things that our audience And people uh, need to think about often And continuously about the um, sacredness Of their connection with other
4: people But we're running out of time
2: Okay, good night, Ginger and we It was nice to- talking to you
4: Oh well, thank you very much, and and I hear everything you 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 know I, I appreciate your comments, and and you're right on uh, on on all of those. So um, okay. have a good evening. All right.
3: Yeah, the Debra was getting into the to the deep and the and the and 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 the and 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 even fundamental, but uh, Ginger, I I I I know that you have. Have have thought through some of those, especially with your experience in having to deal with your own children with this. Um,
4: of course, I mean, you know, a couple of things. Um, whenever you enter in something like this, there are consequences. You know then you know there are going to be consequences. Yeah. Do you, do you mm-hmm. think it through uh, from A to Z when you're about to enter into it? You don't. Maybe you 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 know, touch on it a little bit, and you're like, you know, you know this is wrong, and you know you shouldn't do it. As far as his family, I am, of course, you know, very sorry that anyone has been hurt, you know, and yeah. I, I ask my kids, I do a daily check with my kids, are you guys okay, are you okay? Yes, you know, I did a very selfish yep. thing, and... um and, again, I'm very sorry. And, yes, at some point it's a cycle, it's a vicious cycle that, you know, a lot of people are getting yep. hurt in our society. And, and you know, is it ever going to stop? I don't know. Yep. I doubt Gender it.
3: Ginger White, we are so pleased to have been able to engage in this way with you, uh, to take it out of the zone of, of uh, insanity and bring it to a place where it has some utility for your story has utility for all of us. There are lessons to be learned and uh we appreciate the way in which you have been so open and um so clear about where you stand. We wish you so much luck uh and 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 our our well wishes extend beyond uh, just the professional, but they extend also to the personal and the spirit within you. And thank you so very much. And we certainly at Our Common Ground uh, will not uh, lose our connection with you.
4: Thank you, Janice. It's, it's been my pleasure, and and time. I mean, you've been just wonderful, and I appreciate you very much.
3: Thank you. And we will... I uh, certainly look forward to having you back um, in one of our roundtables talking about issues that are important to our community. That was Ginger White in, con- in conversation with Ginger White, and it was my pleasure to be able to host that discussion. Thank you, Brother Brock and LDX, for your calls tonight, and Dr. Deborah. Dang, Dr. Deborah you was laying it out. We thank all of you in our uh, who have joined us tonight for this broadcast. We wish you the best of the 2011 Kwanzaa season and know that it is about the Nguza Saba. Aborigani, this is our common ground, and now uh, we present to you um, our tribute to one of my favorites. Edda James. Good night, all.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. And now, will you please help me welcome back to the stage, Miss Edda James.
3: To Our Common Ground. I'm Janice Graham. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. And don't forget, here, Our Common Ground, each Saturday, 10 p.m., speaking truth to power and ourselves, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. Have a great weekend.